On this episode of The Playbook, I have Greg Connolly, founder and CEO of Trifecta. And we're going to talk about the new Happy Meal delivered directly to your house and good for you. Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I have Greg Connolly here, founder and CEO of Trifecta, and I think he's on to a trifecta. He's had two huge exits before, and now he's on to his third super success. Welcome to The Playbook, Greg. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You know, I start with this because it's very rare that I have someone on The Playbook that I actually knew their company and was a big fan of their company before I became a fan of the CEO and the entrepreneur. So I just want to give everybody the, the background that I have utilized Trifecta as a consumer far before I met Greg and wanted him to come on here. And it is the one of the best discoveries. I was so glad I knew it before COVID because it obviously fit even better into my lifestyle when I wasn't traveling 200 days a year and just had uh, extremely quality, healthy food to my door. But for you, when and how did you get involved uh, in this space and why did you get involved in it? Sure. So the, yeah, the quick backstory is, uh, you know, was an entrepreneur in the software space, you know, lived in, in San Francisco for years and really, you know, after having some success in kind of the B2B software ecosystem, wanted to do something that was a business that was targeting a major problem. So, you know, I, I talk a lot on different podcasts and other things, how, entrepreneurs like like Elon Musk inspired me where he looked at some of the biggest problems out there, you know, making us a two planet species, solving, you know, electric cars, solving electric houses, et cetera. And if you look at the list of problems we face as a species, you know, humankind, uh, the chronic disease crisis is right up towards the top. So uh, after having some success in the software space uh, was having kind of a you know, what does the future look like conversation with my sister, who happens to be my co-founder. And we looked into nonprofits and all kinds of other businesses of like, you know, hey, where do we want to spend our time? And, you know, ultimately we said, okay, well, let's let's pick a big problem that we're really passionate about that would help a lot of people. And let's try and solve it with direct action. You know, I, I think that's one of the coolest things about entrepreneurship is, you don't have to wait for, you know, government funding or, you know, anything else. You can, you can literally start to directly solve the problem. So I was actually running another company at the time, uh, kind of a healthy sports drink company. And we had done a multi-year exclusive deal with the paleo diet, which was like the most popular diet in the world in, you know, 2014, 2015. And we, you know, kind of in the contract negotiations said, hey, can you give us exclusivity over prepared food as well. And we went to our branding agency, spun up a new brand with Trifecta. And a few months later, you know, launched the business and it, it literally took off like a rocket. Within five months, it was outselling the drink company that it had, you know, kind of spawned out of. So being a savvy entrepreneur, I closed the drink company 
you know, and, and went all in on trifecta and, you know, thank God I did. Cause you know, years later, we're, you know, five years later, we're now the, the largest organic meal delivery service in, in the United States. Why do you think it did so well, Greg? Um, I think there's a few reasons. Uh, you know, one, we it, it, obviously we had to check a lot of boxes just as a ticket to the game. The food quality had to be, you know, the highest in, in the market. You know, that's kind of a, a Steve Jobs idiom of, you know, it, the product has to kick ass. Otherwise, all the other shit you're doing doesn't matter. Uh, I think our, our marketing is phenomenal. We uh, we really try and utilize thought leaders when it comes to nutrition, which is candidly a lot in your world. You know, it's a lot of celebrities, celebrity athletes, sports leagues, uh, as well as, you know, kind of subject matter experts like RDs and MDs uh, to educate America on what it takes to be healthy. So that really was a big piece of our marketing play. And it, it allowed us to spread like a virus. I mean, the the brand suddenly was all over the place. We were partnering with major sports leagues like the UFC, CrossFit, PGA Tour, et cetera. And uh, I, I think the marketing was definitely a big piece of it. And then, you know, lastly, we were really focused on customer success. So I don't know if you've read, I'm a big Walter Isaacson fan, read a bunch of the bios he puts out there. Uh, if you've read Invent and Wander, which was uh, kind of the Jeff Bezos, Amazon backstory, uh, he talks a lot about how they're an incredibly customer centric organization. They're really the customers at the center of all of their thinking. And if you focus on that, instead of focusing on money, the money will come. You know, if you're taking care of your customer, if you're, you know, FedEx loses their box, we totally refund it, whatever the situation is. We do what's best for the customer, and that results in long-term loyalty, which makes the economics of the business work. And you know, now we've we've scaled up to reasonable scale, and we're we're looking to you know grow into the multi-billions and and take the company public soon. Yeah, you mentioned two things there that I really want to hone in on, just as an experienced customer myself. And one is the extraordinary efficiency in the last mile, uh, which I think you have you know, an entire consulting career, uh, because I know in the future, as we have found in the last 12 months, understanding how the last mile works is critical. Uh, and you nailed the number one thing is quality, right? You, it's just like in my business of building brands, you have to have quality content. You know, people come to me all the time and said, you know, Dave, I want to do what you do. And I was like, well, let's work on the stories and the lessons first. Because, you know, even if you get the distribution of your stories and lessons, if they suck, you're just going to hurt yourself. And I think a lot of companies have hurt themselves because they don't understand the last mile or the quality. What are some of the tricks uh, or lessons that you've learned in that extreme delivery service that you have? Because, you know, it's more than just getting it there. It's how it gets there, which was always when I first started my chief concern about you know, spending money on organic food and, and the quality of taste. What if it came late and, you know, it's spoiled or it's not cold or, but you guys do a plus, plus, plus work in this last mile. Yeah. It's, it's a big piece of the puzzle for us, especially because we, we cook fresh and we deliver fresh. So it's a lot easier to store inventory and have a longer shelf life if you freeze things. Uh, and that's kind of the, the old guard companies of our space. Like, you know, when I was in college about 20 years ago, I ate Nutrisystem, you know, that, that was, uh, 
that was hot back then. And now, you know, it seems like a legacy brand because their, their food's frozen, it's lower quality, they've got, you know, a bunch of preservatives, et cetera. So we wanted to go fully fresh and we wanted to go, you know, full last mile delivery. So we have uh, huge vacuum sealing machines, uh, you know, something that consumers really couldn't buy themselves. They're half a million dollars each in the size of your living room. Uh, so they, they allow us to like vacuum seal the meals. Uh, so they're incredibly fresh without freezing them. Uh, so, you know, technology, I think, played a, a piece in the puzzle. Uh, and then working really closely with our distribution partners, whether that's, you know, FTL carriers, you know, getting food throughout the country or, you know, UPS, FedEx and GSO, which are our main kind of last mile parcel carriers. We have deep, deep relationships there where we're, you know, we've talked all the way up to the president of, of UPS, um, you know, because we're, we're really looking to make sure that we have incredible support for our customers again, because we want the food to get there on time, to get there fresh, uh, et cetera. And that's, it's a heavy lift on the logistics side. I'm, I'm a big logistics nerd. So that was something we, we, you know, luckily had a bit of a competitive advantage getting into the game on, but uh, um, it's complex and it, it requires a lot of work for us to get that much fresh food. We'll, we'll make, you know, close to 20 million meals this year uh, that we distribute to, to all 50 States. So it's, it's a, huge distribution footprint, um, you know, and eventually we're looking at international as well, which adds even more layers of complexity. The other mindset thing that you have is an abundant mindset internally with your corporate culture, but also, as you said, consumer centric mindset. And over all the years that I've used Trifecta myself, you know, I've only had one problem and it, you know, meals came wrong, uh, which happens when you have 20 million meals coming. Uh, but you won me for life because I couldn't believe, you know, my wife obviously, you know, gets it and is more concerned about what she eating than I am. You know, I just, all of it's delicious to me. So I didn't really care, but she was just amazed. Like she must've bragged to six friends that you guys sent out a whole new order uh, because one of the meals wasn't what she had picked. And it probably was her fault, uh, mistake anyway, but you didn't even question it. And you sent, and this is before Greg knew me, by the way, he sent the whole, and, and this is, you know, a whole week of food, you know, for free. And, you know, I sat there going, wow, whoever's running this company is a genius because he has now created not only a satisfied customer for years and years to come, but moreover a promoter. And, you know, you didn't know who her husband was. And I'm sitting here telling everyone, too, this is the way I run my business. Uh, I was just amazed last week. One of my clients had some financial difficulty uh, and I completely just waived every penny, refunded him back uh, what he had paid me because he needed the money for his family. And meanwhile, of course, now he's back on his feet, et cetera. Without my knowledge, I get a big check, you know, thanking me paying me back what I refunded him and for services I probably didn't even render because of what I did. Um, mm -hmm. And you have the same mindset. Where in what part of your life did that abundant mindset come uh, about? Because to me, that's the most important piece of what you do is simply you see things as more than enough. And most companies don't. It's uh, I think it's about having a bigger vision for the, the company and the company mission for me, at least personally. Uh, I look at it as that the company is a means to an end to help America. You know, that's that's our big focus is, 
you know, solving the chronic disease crisis, the obesity epidemic, whatever you want to call it. And uh, when you look at it from that lens, you're less worried about, okay, is this going to have a 0.5% effect on my EBITDA, you know, refunding these meals. You look at it as, hey, I'm helping the customer, which is the whole point of us doing this in the first place. You know, that that's the, you know, the, the point of the business uh, in general. So from that standpoint, I, I think it's, it's really constantly reiterating and clarifying the mission and the vision to the team, which, you know, if we take care of, I mean, you know this better than anybody, if we take care of our team, they end up taking care of our customers, you know, the, the hundreds of thousands of Americans we're feeding. So that is really the, the kind of lens we view it from. And it ends up resulting in the, you know, the business having more financial success anyway, because imagine if we had told your wife, you know, hey, tough luck, you know, we will just, we can't help you this week, et cetera. Uh, she would have been like, okay, well, I'm never going to deal with this brand again. And instead we went above and beyond to take care of her. And with that, we've, you know, probably engendered some loyalty that, uh, you know, will, will last for hopefully months and, and years to come. When she thinks, you know, meal delivery through the internet, you know, hopefully she's thinking trifecta because she knows no matter what we're, we're going to take care of her. So um, that's really the, uh, you know, the abundance mindset is, is having that kind of bigger vision for why are we doing this in the first place? What's our why behind the brand and the mission? And, you know, that flows through to all areas of the organization. Yeah. One of the other things is an old saying as a salesperson, right? ABC, always be closing. And people know, especially today, when they're being oversold, back-end sold, manipulated, cheated, lied to even, always closed. And, you know, I see your culture as a different ABC. It's kind of always be curious. And from the employees that you have to the leadership that you have to the culture you have, it's a continual learning curve and a curiosity about how can we make food medicinal, not disease. And, you know, to encourage people to be curious, what are some of the things you're doing? Because you are a very large company now, and that culture seems to permeate through everyone that they're more interested than interesting. Um, it's, there's a few factors to it. One, I think we, when we're hiring, we generally are looking for people that have a growth mindset. You know, if, if uh, people have read uh, Carol DeWick's book, Growth Mindset, it's, it's really, uh, searching for, uh, you know, kind of continuous learning, having the understanding that your IQ is not fixed. The more information you gather, the higher your IQ goes. So people like literally that's what IQ was developed for in France years ago. So our team is constantly voraciously learning and we hire that type of personality. And then we give them all the tools they need to succeed. If they want to go to conferences, we pay for it. If they want books, we buy it for them. Uh, we have a huge company Audible account that has like 1,400 books or something in it from operations to marketing to sales to personal development, uh, et cetera. So we're, we're constantly trying to foster and support that growth mindset so that we can hire A players like, you know, Bradley that we were talking about and, and turn them into A++ players. You know, we joke internally that we're such a capital efficient organization because our team is like, SEAL Team 6, you know, they are all just absolute badasses at their job. 
and they're constantly trying to improve. You know, they're trying to go from SEAL Team Six to Rambo. Uh, you know, that's that's really everybody's goal, and it it is inspiring to be on a team like that because you don't want to be the weakest link. So everybody's you know constantly voraciously learning as as fast as they can, so they can get better and better and better at their job. So I think it's it's fostering that in the culture, hiring for it, and then you know giving people the tools to to succeed. You know, if they need books or courses or you know, I, I can't even tell you how many Udemy classes or LinkedIn learning classes I bought just to really support my team to learn as, as fast as possible. Because I, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, in 2021, it's not he or she who knows the most, it's he or she who can learn the fastest. And especially with the rapidly evolving digital marketing landscape, which is where I see the future of sales. Like I was a longtime sales guy, eventually became a sales manager and a VP of sales, and then a you know a CEO. Um, you know, I see marketing and especially inbound digital marketing as the future of sales. And Facebook, Google, et cetera, all those platforms are changing sometimes every other week, once a month. You just have to be constantly learning, constantly curious, constantly having that growth mindset. So um, so yeah, those are the elements we look for. And I, I think it's really served us well over the years. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, definitely always say from our old sales day, right? The ball is going to find the weakest link. So that continuous education is so important. And I now as well, I also look for a technique or a skill of access. You know, it's not just the curiosity. It's, you know, how well do people access information more than retain it? Because it's so available now. They don't have to be able to memorize all the different things. They just have to be, you know, technologically savvy to access the information and utilize it in an efficient manner. Just to finish up, I want to talk about your mission because, you know, obviously we were talking about food being disease and there's a lot of fast food out there. There's smoking out there. You know, we've inhaled and eaten so many things that interfere with what we're already blessed with, which is health, wealth, and happiness. Um, and you're on a mission to surpass this idea of nutrition being a disease, but instead being medicinal uh, back as it was before. Um, you want to actually outbeat the biggest franchises in the world, the biggest fast food franchises in the world. What's it going to take uh, to shift that paradigm, uh, especially here in North America, where you can beat out all the best fast food, disease food, and create this medicinal, organic, healthy, to your door in minutes flat uh, service. How, how are you going to do that? Uh, I think it's it's kind of a two part question. One, we obviously have to grow to significant scale as as an organization. You know, I look at us, you know, crossing the you know hundred million threshold is like we're just stepping into the big leagues. Uh, McDonald's makes about two point three billion dollars a month, so you know it's. I think it helps to quantify how big the other team is. So you can really think through, okay, how big is big, you know, in, in our industry. Um, and, you know, with that, I don't think the goal is to ever put fast food out of business. It's really to do what, you know, I hate to go back to Elon Musk, but it's to do what Tesla did. They made electric cars so cool and so sexy. They're better in every way. They're faster, smarter, better touchscreens, et cetera, that it caused a, a, you know, fundamental shift in the entire industry. So now GM, Mercedes, Ford, Toyota, all these other brands are saying, hey, we're going all electric with our fleet 
because we need to be able to compete with Tesla. And that's really what we're hoping to do. We're hoping to make healthy eating so sexy, so cool, so popular that, you know, the, the major food brands across the U.S. go, okay, really the, the key to the game, the hack is for us to take stuff like donuts and burgers, et cetera, that people really want to eat and develop them in a healthy way. And then people can have their comfort food, but, you know, ultimately still be able to, to have great health outcomes in general. So, so yeah, do I think it requires us to become a multi-billion dollar brand to prove my point? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, uh, you know, going to be a, a, a big piece of the overall equation, but we're really looking to cause that shift in market trends that, you know, even McDonald's, I'll, I'll use as an example, people think of them as kind of the worst of the worst. But if you look at, you know, their website recently, they, it, it damn near looks like Whole Foods' website. It's like wood grain panels and green and, you know, McDonald's colors are like yellow and red and they've got like green and wood and grass and all this type of stuff. So I, I think the shift is already happening. We just want to be the the tip of the spear, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, sometimes the tip of the spear gets the most damaged, the most bloody, the most beat up, but it's also the most important. And, you know, that's really what I think drives the, you know, the company mission is our team knows we are affecting this macro sociological change in America. And, you know, life is short. You, you know, <laughs> I, I hate to use the term, uh, you know, the you only live once uh, turn of phrase because it's so cache, but you really do only live once. And I'd love to have a, a really positive impact on humankind while I'm on this earth. And, you know, I, I feel like I can accomplish that through, uh, you know, through a company like Trifecta. So, I, I, you know, I'm a big believer in capitalism. I don't think we could do this this fast without capitalism uh, to fund the engine. But at the same time, we want to you know, do conscious capitalism, which is using our, our power and our money for, for good to genuinely help people. So that's the driver behind the mission. That's what gets people working, you know, 80 hours a week because, you know, they're, they're pumped. And, you know, we get phone calls from customers every day saying, you know, you saved my life. I'm off my diabetes meds. I was two days away from dialysis. I, you know, my foot had gone necrotic and it was going to get amputated. You know, there's all these different things that, uh, you know, we end up truly helping people, you know, and, and we hear about it on an everyday basis. And that really like that makes the mission real, which, you know, for for employees and, and myself, that's that's really what we're looking for. And that's how we get people like your clients, the celebrities and celebrity athletes. They're they're already rich. They don't need my money, but they want to make a really positive contribution to the world. And so they, they buy in on the mission and the story like, like the rest of us have. No doubt. And you know what they say, if uh, you're healthy, you get a thousand wishes a day. If you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. And uh, you're delivering wishes to both of those people. Uh, Greg Connolly, founder and CEO of Trifecta, the deliverer of the new Happy Meal. I certainly appreciate everything Trifecta and you have done. I look forward to doing so much more with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.